1: And welcome to Tuesday, your April 12th, here on WABC Talk Radio 77 in New York. This is James Golden, a.k.a. Snurly. If you want to be on the program today, all you have to do, pick up your telephone. 800-848-9222 is the number. 1-800-848-WABC. You know, today is a remarkable day in history. Let alone the history that is occurring before our very eyes and ears here in New York, where a Brooklyn shooter has left at least the, the reports vary. But the latest I've had is sixteen people have been injured. And thank God we can all thank God that thus far, what we're hearing is that none of the injuries are life threatening. But sixteen people shot on the subway in New York in Brooklyn, the Brooklyn Thirty Sixth Street Station, in our own city, and of course the outrage. From Governor Kathy Hochul, this has to stop, and uh, our own Mayor Adams, we won't let New Yorkers be terrorized. Really? A little late for that, don't you think? They are terrorized, and they are further terrorized today, Mr. Mayor. The Brooklyn shooting, according to the New York Post, is not being investigated as an act of terrorism, and I don't understand the reason for that. Maybe some of you do. The suspect, five foot five, heavy bill black guy, wearing a green construction type vest and a hooded sweatshirt that was gray when the incident unfolded. He came prepared with a gas mask which he slipped on, and if you look at what happened or what at least how the news is reporting this happened, it's almost like it was a scene out of a movie. First the canister with gas, gas everywhere, and then come the shots. Now, what the objective of was was outside of injuring people, perhaps trying to kill them, and again, right now, the word is that the 16 people that have been injured are not in danger of losing their lives. We certainly hope that is the case, and we've all heard of situations where people that look like they were doing well take turns for the worse. We hope that's not going to happen here and that all of these people uh, there were initial reports that there were some undetonated materials found at the scene. Uh, sometime this morning at 9.53 a.m., the New York Police Department tweeted out that there were no explosive devices active at the time. So we certainly hope that's the case, and we will continue to follow this story. If you'd like to comment on it, if you'd like to comment on the unrest that has been part of New York for months now. For years. Please feel free. Ironically, today there is an op-ed in the... By the way, today is Tuesday. That is Mark Stein Day. Mark Stein will be with us shortly. We'll talk about this and a whole lot of other things with Mark. And I will try to keep the monologue here short so that we can have more time to spend with with Mark Stein. You know, today the Civil War began. In 1861 today was the day that marked the bloodiest four years in American history at least in terms of a war when General Beauregard uh, <clears throat> when uh the South in South Carolina Beauregard opened fire on a Union held Fort Sumter down in South Carolina This is also a day that is important in music the day that Rock Around the Clock was recorded by Bill Haley in the comments. In 1963, today's date, Martin Luther King was jailed. And from that, he wrote a letter from a Birmingham jail, which helped fuel the civil rights movement in this country. It was also the day when the space race took on a new turn Soviet cosmonaut Yuri Gagarin became the first man in space. And, of course, that left us behind the eight ball. If you go back to World War II, it was a day of sadness for the country. FDR died. Many people caught by surprise when uh, President Roosevelt passed. And, of course, his vice president, Harry Truman, took over. And Truman was completely unaware at the time that we had a nuclear weapon that we could use and, and when he found out, he put it to use. A lot happened on this day in history, in American history anyway. And I wonder where this, this tragedy in New York, which thankfully so far has not resulted in any loss of life, is going to fit into the historical calendar of our country. In New Jersey things are happening as well. We spent yesterday talking about the the plans that New Jersey officials have to introduce gender identity and other sexual components to the education of first and second graders. Parents are objecting vociferously in New Jersey. The governor there says, well, he might pay attention if enough parents give him some pushback. There is another story today in BizPackReview, bizpackreview.com, written by Teresa Monroe Hamilton, that goes through what New Jersey has in store for fifth graders. Yesterday, you heard all about the plans that they have to introduce topics of transgenderism, gender identity, and so forth to first and second graders. Well, New Jersey officials are now reportedly pushing fifth grade lesson plans that condone puberty blockers. They say transgenderism is normal and that assert masturbating several times a day is a healthy way to relieve stress. There is a video that accompanies this, and this again on the heels of the lesson plans we learned that were in store in New Jersey for the first and second graders. So, when you get to fifth grade, This is what they have in store for you.
2: The series of sex education videos being used are from Amaze.org. They cover topics such as oral, vaginal, and anal sex, STDs, masturbation, transgenderism, HIV, periods, circumcision, virginity, gender identity, sexual orientation, being gay, puberty, pronouns, porn, mental health, erections, rape, and abortion all aimed at young school children.
1: That is what New Jersey officials now are pushing on to your fifth graders. That's not all. There's more.
3: One lesson plan titled, It's All About the Hormones, utilizes one of the videos from a maze called Puberty and Transgender Youth. Whether you identify as male, female, genderqueer, or something else, you're perfectly normal and there are lots of ways to manage puberty so that it can be a fun, exciting time rather than a scary or stressful one, the video asserts.
1: Well, the video doesn't only talk about transgenderism. Again, these are all from a curriculum that is now being pushed to fifth graders in the state of New Jersey. But, but wait,
3: we're not finished. One video, titled, Masturbation, Totally Normal, graphically details children pleasuring themselves a few times a day, and that it is a physically safe way to express sexual feeling. A boy in the video is seen dropping his underwear and then masturbating under a blanket before grabbing a tissue. The same video shows a young girl narcissistically acting like she's in love with herself.
1: Girls are also taught in another video that masturbation is a way to relieve stress. They show a girl examining her private parts with a mirror. And the video says whether you identify as a male, female, genderqueer, or something else, you're perfectly normal. And there are lots of ways to manage puberty so that it can be a fun and exciting time rather than a scary or stressful one. This is the material that is being suggested use for fifth graders in New Jersey. Along with what we discussed yesterday, the highly sexualized material that is now being put forth to New Jersey first graders and second graders. In case you think that this is a rarity There's another story today from Fox News that public schools in Washington State, Oregon, and Oregon are teaching topics related to gender identity to to children as young as five years old. So it is not just what was going on in Florida. It's not just what New Jersey is trying to do, which is just insanely incredible. It's all around the country. When we get back, ladies and gentlemen our friend. We look forward to hearing from him. Mark Stein joins us, so keep it right here on 77 WABC Talk Radio 77, and your phone calls are welcome. I'd love to hear from some of you in New Jersey, especially you parents. These are your children that are being assaulted with this incredibly graphic sexual material in school. Notice there's no focus on academics it's sexuality and more sexuality and more sexuality again the number 800-848-WABC 800 848 and we shall be right back
4: He's always mistakenly British. Teen Crumpets, Cheerio. But he's really a Canuck. Known on all seven continents. Oh, I know who you are.
1: America's undocumented anchorman. He's a recording star and a
5: TV star. Tuesdays, James Golden, a.k.a. Bose Nerdly, presents Mark Stein.
1: That's right, ladies and gentlemen. The world
2: famous.
1: (laughs) By the way, ladies and gentlemen, there are reports that Mark has already agreed that he will host the Oscars next year. He wants to be on hand personally when somebody
5: slaps the living uh, uh, stuffings out of someone else. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I, think it would have been better if it had been in the middle of a highly intricate dance routine like they used to have in the 60s and 70s. Because if something was going on... And then he'd done it. Then you might have had something. But, uh, cause then, then you're thinking, well, Chris, Chris Rock, he didn't miss a step. He, he still twirled the girl around and caught her. And that's, that's what you want. When they're just doing it, uh, in the middle of a big nothing, it's not quite the same.
1: Well, uh, speaking of a big nothing, um, I guess you're going to be going home soon. So you're Canada, I understand that, um, sorry to catch you off guard with this, but I just read the Canadian Royal Tour is going to happen. People don't expect it to be as controversial as the Caribbean trip of um, your uh, 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 William and Kate, Uh, Mm -hmm. this time Prince Charles. They're bringing out the big ones. Prince Charles and uh, Camilla, who's going to be one day (laughs) the Queen's consort are coming up to Canada, and they're already saying, hey, this is going to be a fun trip. They're going to Newfoundland, is that how you call that place? Newfoundland, Newfoundland. <laughs> yeah. New <they're> Newfoundland. <laughs> yeah. They're going to see a
5: Labrador or something like that. <laughs> No no Lab- Labrador is is uh is a ma- is the mainland part it's part of Newfoundland if you're interested uh the I think it was 1922 the uh, Privy Council in London ruled that Labrador was part of Newfoundland but Quebec doesn't recognize that so if you have a Quebec driver's license it shows Quebec as enclosing Labrador I can hear now <laughs> I can all over New York City I can <laughs> Here, millions of people hurling their radios out the window. So, like, what's this guy going on about Labrador for? Yeah. So, and they're going to
1: go to Ottawa in the north. Are you going to go see them? Going to go, you know, because you're you're like a, aren't
5: you like a subject of the Queen or something? Something. <laughs> well, I'm very, I'm very sad that in this her platinum jubilee year, uh, that the Queen is uh, alas, alas, too frail to actually do the big jubilee tour. She d- did it in 1977 and 1992 and 2012, and I'm sad that she's too frail to do these things her, 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 herself now. And you, you said. You, I know you're not uh, terribly pro-monarchical, but she has been queen. When she, when she came to the throne, Harry Truman was in the Oval Office, Joe Stalin was in the Kremlin, and Chairman Mao was over. He'd just taken over in China. So she, she goes back a long way, and she has a sense of perspective about things. And you know what, in, in all
1: seriousness, I think that she has been amazing. Her, her role, she and her sister, actually, in World War II, Margaret, mm-hmm. Margaret, they were, they, these, they were courageous. They did not flee the country. They stayed there and helped rally, and they, and they served the nation well. I mean, they, she's got a remarkable history.
5: Yeah, they, there was talk that uh, the the royal family was uh, going to be evacuated to Canada, and uh, they were entirely uh, and and they were entirely opposed to that. They they felt that uh, it, it, it you know when your capital city it's being rain bombs are raining down on it. The least you can do is stay with the uh, blokes in the East End taking the bombs every night and uh, and suffer with them. And sort they, of like were, Zelensky, sort of like what Zelensky's doing now. Yeah, I mean, I honestly, if I go back, if I think back, I remember saying this at the time, uh, uh, 2001, uh, September 11th, it was a terrible, terrible day. But one of the worst things that happened, and at some point you have to be able to say no enough of that, was when they put George W. Bush on that plane and they were just flying him around the country, you know, 20, they'd come down for 20 minutes and he could, uh, you know, get out and stretch his legs and then they'd fly him on somewhere else. And there are moments when you have to actually overrule the safety first, guys. And, uh, and you, you know, not everyone wants to do like that our guy in Afghanistan in the presidential palace did uh, just load up the helicopter with as much cash as it could carry and get ferried out of there. Now, Mark, uh, someone that you know
1: rather well, or I should say, that, know, well, that you have a relationship with, <laughs> is in the news. A Penn State professor named Michael Mann recently went to a Marriott hotel. He was <laughs> offended Beyond belief that they had Fox News
5: on and yes. he wrote to the people at Marriott to complain <laughs> yeah this is fair I'm in a free speech case, but he's been suing me for ten years literally ten years in June in July it enters its second decade this case <laughs> in the uh, in in the DC Superior Court. Uh, where to die. I shouldn't actually say that because then the judge will take against me and he'll add another decade to the case. Uh, But... But yeah, he—it's a free speech case. So it's interesting to see. This is the guy who invented the big global warming hockey stick, which is why everyone's terrified that the world is going to fry. And um, and he goes, uh, he he's giving, getting an award, and he goes and stays in the Marriott. I think it's the one in Times Square. Is it the Marriott Marquis yeah. or whatever it's yeah. called? Yeah, I think it's, And he's <laughs> and he sees that Fox is on in the exercise room, and he and so he complains and he's saying to. He's saying on Twitter, "I've got you know whatever it is, three hundred thousand followers. Uh, so uh, so can uh, so where will none of us are going to stay at a Marriott hotel, and, and unless you cancel Fox, this is his idea of free speech. He can't when he's on a treadmill or an exocycle, he can't bear to have Fox News flickering in the background. These people are bonkers, and <laughs> you know, I, I every time you're at Gate Seven for years." Gate seventy-three at LaGuardia. You've got Wolf Blitzer for your, you know, the, your flights delayed three and a half hours, and all you've got for your three and a half hours is Wolf Blitzer, and you've just got to suck it up. But if this guy sees two minutes of Brett Baer, uh, then he, I mean, that's that's the whole thing. It's why why is CNN okay and not uh, not Fox? I'm so tired of all this rubbish.
1: And he goes to the to to, to the guys at Marriott, the upper management. Do you know who I am? Yeah. No, we don't know who you are.
5: No, I I don't think... You mentioned the Queen. The great thing about the Queen is that she has never once said don't you know who I am? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, in, and in fact, Alan Clark, who was the uh, defense minister under Mrs. Thatcher, he was once roaring drunk at some event the Queen was at, and and they were talking, and after about three minutes, uh, he said, I hope you don't think I'm rude. I-, I know we've met before, but I just can't place your name. Uh, <laughs> So it's that's fine. The Queen can do. Don't you know who I am? But Michael Mann—he said, no, you're just some nothing climate professor. Why the hell should Marriott change its policy? Because some idiot who thinks, that? what's the matter anyway? Are the world's going to... Fr- Greta Thunberg says we're all going to be toast uh, in, in the next, what is it now, eight years? So who cares what Marriott's got playing in its exercise room? That's going to be underwater.
1: Now, speaking of underwater... Our friend, the pollster, and I say friend in quotes, Frank Luntz, mm. has, is saying that, you know, he wasn't surprised. A few a few days ago last week, uh, Governor Charles Sununu was at the Gridiron Club's annual dinner. It's a roast. And he yeah. said that President Trump is effing crazy. Mm. Right? So Luntz is now on this. And what Luntz is saying, the pollster, which is why he gets some attention, the pollster is saying that now Republicans are all mocking the child, Donald Trump, and secretly mocking him
5: behind his back. What do you think about that? Well, that's my own governor, uh, Chris Sununu, and the Sununu family, they're a powerful family in New Hampshire politics. And you know the father, John Sununu, uh, Sr., he was very opposed to Trump. Circa 2015, when I'd sort of, when he came, I, I was very keen on Trump from the beginning. John Sununu wasn't, but he came round to him because he thought he was an effective campaigner and he thought he was an effective president. So, so he's fair like that, John Sununu. Now, I think Chris was a bit silly to, I think he was just joking around, but to do the joke into a microphone is a dangerous thing to do in Washington. What, what, the, I don't... Luntz, I think, is completely wrong here. Luntz is one of these guys who wants to go back to the establishment Republican Party pre-2015. And people, ju- it's the same all over the Western world. People say, no, no, no. I, I'm tired of these candidates. I don't want, I don't need a Susan Collins Republican Party. Nobody does. We don't need people who say, I agree with everything the Democrats are doing, but I, i instead of flooring it to go over the cliff, I'd like to just go over the cliff in third gear. It's true that if, if someone were to come along with a with Trumpian twenty fifteen ideas and uh, and and package them in a oh he's not going to do the mean treating thing that guy would be in with a sporting chance uh, you know the governor of Florida or whoever but nobody want this idea that the Republican the donors the people who have made Frank Luntz a wealthy man would like to go back to the Jeb Bush. John Kasich Republican Party, but on the ground, real people want something more, just like they do in France and all kinds of other places.
1: Now, Eric Adams is saying that he's not going to allow New Yorkers to be terrorized. (laughs) He said that today. Yeah. (laughs) He said that today. He's not going to allow New Yorkers to be terrorized. Crime is up 45%. In New York since Adams has taken over. Today, of course, thankfully we don't have any fatalities that are reported. And supposedly, according to news reports, the 16 that were shot this morning in a, in a, on a Brooklyn subway are not uh, facing death. They don't have life-threatening injuries, supposedly. But after all of this happens, number one, New York says, well, we're not looking at terrorism as a cause of this. Of course we're not looking at terrorism. And now you have Eric Adams saying, I'm not going to let, by golly, I'm not going to let anybody terrorize
5: my New Yorkers. Really? (laughs) The the one I liked was the governor, uh, Kathy Hochul, who who, she was even – she out-butched him. She stood into the (laughs) – she, she she stood. She sat. She said into the microphone, "This ends now. Uh, you, this and this. Oh, this ends now. Oh, great! That's great. I don't have to worry about it anymore. And it's like it's so pathetic. This everyone knows." that this city is, has deteriorated on the Democrats' watch, particularly during the last couple of years. And this idea that you could just do, this ends now. Okay, can you just, can you say that, uh, just a little bit more, butcher, please, uh, please, <laughs> Governor. This ends <laughs> now. Uh, oh, that was, that was really good. It's a wrap. She said it. No need to worry anymore. This is, this is, in the end, you gotta do something. And when you have joke appointments responsible for law, responsible for public safety, I mean, it's terrible what's happening on, on the subway. It should be an embarrassment to the city, to the state and to the nation. Um, But instead, they oh, this ends now. That's fantastic. Why don't you change that? The Empire State doesn't quite do it for me anymore. Why don't you say uh, when you when you cross over from Vermont or Massachusetts, welcome to New York. This ends now.
1: (laughs) Well, I don't. You know, this ironically, uh, when this ends now, there is an op-ed today in the Amazon Prime Washington Post, Mm -hmm. that bail reform, we're all scapegoating bail reform is the reason, one of the reasons for this increase in crime. And oh no, it's not the bail reform. You people are mistaken. Well, we're mistaken because we actually think that letting criminals out of jail so that they can repeat, so that they can do repeat crimes is somehow a bad thing. What the, Mark, what do these people think?
5: And do they think we're completely stupid? Well I think they do think you're you're stupid one of the one of the interesting things about how you make a a a new criminal a career criminal is because he understands he pays no price for the crime. That's what the G-men used to say in the old days, crime doesn't pay. Crime does, and I know this even in uh, actually very safe states like New Hampshire. We had enormous uh, we, I got into a case with a guy who'd, who'd stolen from me. He was a very violent guy and I, I had a huge time persuading the state of New Hampshire to prosecute him for anything uh, that would mean uh, serious jail time uh, and even when he did get into jail, he got out almost immediately, and he wound up killing a, killing some guy in Vermont. So he's actually now sitting uh, in jail, awaiting trial for murder in Vermont. But the whole point was, this guy had learned from the age of seventeen, eighteen, ninety, whatever it was, that you can be a career criminal and nobody does anything to you. You have all the laws sound so butch. Com- again, the butch <laughs> thing compared to Sweden. You know, Sweden, if you were. Uh, you know, you steal some stuff from a supermarket. Uh, it's a small fine and a couple of months in jail. Uh, in in America, there's, oh, yeah, we uh, every item uh, he's liable for up to 30 years in prison, uh, it's felonies. So he, in te- he stole uh, six cans of soup, so he's uh, looking at 180 years in jail. Oh, that sounds very butch. Oh, but no, 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 we're going to plead the felonies down to a misdemeanor. Uh, so, in fact, <laughs> he'll... In fact, he'll be getting a $12 parking ticket for his crimes. And it's all again, you have to you have to take crime seriously and understand that people who get away with crime will just do more crime and more serious crime unless they're put away. That's Well, Mark, everywhere. sadly
1: I have to say, this ends now. Our time is up, Mark. Where can people find you? <laughs>
5: Uh they can they can find me at Steinonline dot com. Although I might change it to this <laughs> That's that's what that's what the next Republican uh, that's what the Republicans should run on in November. Vote Republican and this, this stops, stops now. now.
1: I love it. Mark Stein, thank you so much. James Golden, aka Bosnerly with you. We'll be right back right after this. Dancing in the Moonlight brings us back. Remember, Catch the Night is up next here on WABC Talk Radio 77. You'll want to keep it here. We are headed to the telephones. Um, Thank you, Mark Stein. We always love hearing from Mark Stein. We have uh, a telephone call that we'll start with now. A little bit later, if we have time, we're going to go back and revisit some of the things that they want to teach as part of the curriculum. By the way, this is law. This starts in September in New Jersey, what they will be teaching your first and second graders. And now today we've covered what they will be teaching your fifth graders in New Jersey. Let's go to Michelle in Stanford, Connecticut. Welcome. You're on with James Golden, WABC Talk Radio 77.
6: Hi, Bo, it's Michelle, and I'm so happy to uh, finally get to talk to you. Um, yeah, I think my kids are older, thank God, um, because I would raise holy hell up in those school systems. It's crazy, but we're losing all um, control, and we, and as parents, we need to take control of our, um, what our, our kids are learning in school and stop letting the minority uh, overrule the major- majority when it comes to anything in our schools. Our, our kids can't read and write. Why is this being pushed on us? So that's Well, point. why
1: do you think it's being, well, let me ask you, Michelle, why do you think it's being pushed on them?
6: Um, because they're, hmm. we're allowing them to do it. We're allowing them to do that. And I don't know why they're just so bent on um, putting this sexuality in our school systems. You know, you had, when I grew up, uh, you know, we had to have a note from our parents for sex education. They're just trying to ruin our kids. They're trying to take control. The government's trying to take control of our kids so the parents um, speaking up.
1: I'm so happy you called. Thank you so much. We hope to hear from you again. Let's go to Yonkers and Devin. Devin, welcome. How are you?
4: Thank you. I'm good. I hope you are as well. Um, Thank you, Anna. I'm calling because I, I just wanted to say um, I'm speaking as a lesbian. Um, I don't have children. Uh, I have a young niece who I, I look at as like sort of my, my, my kid. My, my sister and I are very close. I just want to say, not all of us LGBT people are buying into this crap. To me, this is revolting and disgusting, and appalling. And if I, I would literally like be beside myself if if my kid, my my niece lived in New Jersey. Um, and the other thing I just wanted to say is, you know, the, the, their whole idea here that that, they, that they're pushing is that they have to prepare children for the world. Well. You also have to prepare, you know, young people for financial literacy, but you don't see people teaching, you know, uh, credit reports uh, and, um, you know, financial management to little ones because there are certain things that are just simply inappropriate for little minds. And, uh, the, you know, this this being pushed is just atrocious. And I think it plays into the stereotype that people in my community are a bunch of sick perverts. And
1: and you know, sorry, I hate I just, that, Devin. I hate that. I hate that, that. That that is. I read a letter yesterday from someone that is uh, transgendered, and she is seventy four years old. And one of the things, and and one of the things that she said in this was that it, it alluded to exactly what you what you're saying right now. That this is not <clears throat> representative of the of the issue. People, to me. I've said this all along. Look, this thing about dysphoria, this is a real thing. People are not making it up. People do suffer from dysphoria. People do suffer from not liking the way that their body is. I understand that. And so the idea should be that we we shouldn't be judgmental and condemnatory about some of the choices that people are making with their lives because they're based on their realities, and these realities are not made up. They're real, and we should also have compassion for people that are going through through that. The alternative, though, is that you don't have to begin to teach children in kindergarten, first grade, second grade. I don't want them learning about heterosexuality issues. If they're too young, as you said, let them have their childhood. And when they get older and they start asking questions about these matters, then that's what parents are for. Ask your parents. When they're older yet in school, okay, it may be appropriate to start teaching them about the clinical nature of sex. But to do this with kindergarten, first-grade children, second-grade children, I don't think it benefits anybody. You have the last word, Devin.
4: No, I, I couldn't agree with you more. So well said. I, and, yeah, I mean, we do need to prepare young people, young adults for the real world. But this is, you're talking about little ones. You're talking about toddlers, basically. You're talking about children. Even 10 years old is too, li- too young. It's, it's just absurd. Save this stuff for high school and do it in a way where you're not indoctrinating people, but you're informing people, period.
1: Love you. I hope you call back, and I hope you continue to listen to the show. Thank you so much, Devin. Appreciate your call. WABC Talk Radio seventy seven. James Golden, aka Bo nerdly with you here. Let's take a break. We're coming right back. We have more calls. There's so much more news. We're going to get to as much as it as we of as much of it as we can. <laughs> yes, James Golden with you here on WABC. Right back. MJ. Brings us back here on WABC Talk Radio 77. Don't stop until you get enough. James Golden with you here, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly. We're going to review very quickly for you. You've heard me reference it a few times. Some of the things in the New Jersey curriculum. Now, keep in mind, folks, we started talking about this on Saturday. Over the weekend, apparently... Enough p- parents had reacted to this so that the governor of New Jersey declared on Monday that, oh, well, if enough parents really protest this, I'll consider what they have to say. Woo-hoo. Big of him. But this is what is in the curriculum, part of what's in the curriculum for first and second graders. By law, this starts in September. September.
3: Identity starts with an I. That's how you can remember it. I feel. I know. Gender identity is that feeling of knowing your gender. You might feel like you are a boy. You might feel like you are a girl. You might feel like you're a boy, even if you have body parts that some people might tell you are boy parts. And you might feel like you're a boy or a girl, but you're a little of both. No matter how you feel, you're perfectly normal. And there's more for first in and graders. In another document posted online titled Understanding Our Bodies that details a 40-minute lesson, second graders are taught about body parts in graphic clinical terms.
2: Most girls have a vulva, which is the name of the area between the legs. The vulva describes the whole area, including the small hole where urine or pee comes out of, called the opening of the urethra. The hole below that, which is a little bigger, and it's called the vagina that is used when a female has a baby and the hole below that where a bowel movement or poop comes out of is called the anus. So a person with a vulva has three holes between their legs and a very sensitive little area at the top called the clitoris.
1: That is what kindergartens first, second graders first and second graders rather by law will be taught coming September in the state of New Jersey. Now for fifth graders in New Jersey, this is what New Jersey Democrats, educators are recommending fifth graders be exposed to.
2: The series of sex education videos being used are from amaze.org. They cover topics such as oral, vaginal, and anal sex, STDs, masturbation, transgenderism, HIV, periods, circumcision, virginity, gender identity, sexual orientation, being gay, puberty, pronouns, porn, mental health, erections, rape, and abortion.
3: One lesson plan titled, It's All About the Hormones, utilizes one of the videos from a maze called Puberty and Transgender Youth. Whether you identify as male, female, genderqueer, or something else, you're perfectly normal, and there are lots of ways to manage puberty so that it can be a fun exciting time rather than a scary or stressful one one video titled masturbation totally normal graphically details children pleasuring themselves a few times a day and that it is a physically safe way to express sexual feeling a boy in the video is seen dropping his underwear and then masturbating under a blanket before grabbing a tissue The same video shows a young girl narcissistically acting like she's in love with herself. And
1: that is what educators in New Jersey think is okay for your child to learn. Let's go to East Hampton, New York, and Mark. Mark, welcome, WABC.
0: Hello, James. How are you? Good, thank you. Carrying the mantle. You're doing a great job. Hey, um, this morning I watched a 30-minute piece that Rob Carson does on Newsmax. Remember Kit? Carson?
1: Of course, of course I do.
0: Yeah. He had this TikTok video that this young mother, attractive young lady, is uh, bouncing her one-year-old, her infant, on her legs, singing songs to him, my baby is gay, my baby is gay, over and over and over. It was unbelievable. And that um, that's where she's starting. She's doing it now at 9 or 10 months old.
1: Wow! Let us go. Yeah. Thank you for the call, Mark. I'm speechless. Frank Banger, Maine. Welcome, WABC Talk Radio 77.
0: James, always a pleasure to uh, come on your radio station, and this is a great topic. I was a teacher for 25 years in a Jersey City school district. I'm not going to mention, and I started in 1999. And let me tell you about the progression of what they would what this district was doing. In 2010, we were told not to teach Christopher Columbus. In 2012, we were given a book by Howard Zinn, and we were told to to teach from that book. Now, I'm a social studies teacher. I was a history teacher teaching U.S. government. Then we were told to start teaching the 1619 Project when it came out. We all got fed up. But we continued, we had to do it or else we would get ones and twos on our evaluation. When we protested, we were called anti-union, anti-union. Eventually, before I retired, which I couldn't wait to retire, we were told that this LGBTQ um, curriculum was coming and we better learn and we better learn it right. The the the. the the, the nice little progressions, the nice little steps they were taking to destroy the education system were coming and coming. We had academic freedom up until 2010. That, and that's what I want to say, James. I, I've seen it. I'm, I'm glad I'm out of the school district. And one more thing, um, Robert Menendez is running for re-election. Don't vote him in, New Jerseyans. Do not vote that man in. Thank you, James. Have a good have a good Thank afternoon. Thank you so
1: much, Frank. We appreciate your call. Let us go to Judith in Brooklyn, New York. Remember, Catch It Night is up next. Keep it right here on WABC. Judith, welcome. What's on your mind this afternoon?
7: Hi, James. I am fuming. Uh, well, let me start by saying three words. Sue, Sue, and Sue, the Board of Education. This has to be stopped. This cannot be taught in September. I'm so upset. Let me show you a, a little story, and I'll illustrate well, I remember when I was a little kid, I was really little, and very innocently, I told my parents, and they laughed their heads off, and I didn't even know why it was so funny, and I said to my father, I said, Daddy, if Mommy wouldn't have married you, then I would have married you, okay? And I was very little and very <laughs> innocent, and I grew yeah. up, and I've got four kids, and I know about the birds and beasts. and let me tell you, they are stepping over their authority, okay? Let's protect children of their innocence. They have parents. The damage that they will do to the young children that are impressionable, their minds, and the power of suggestion, James, that's powerful. And the fact of experimentation, okay? And it, even if it, if it feels good, it's okay? No. So pedophilia feels good? No. If it's right, if it's wrong, it's wrong. If it's right, it's right. And you got to know. What happened to shame? The word shame. Are they not embarrassed? I mean, it's, I am. I am so upset, James, I can't even tell you.
1: I understand it, and I hope more parents are are understanding what they are teaching and what they have planned by law in New Jersey. Judith, thank you so much for your call. Let's go to Coney Island. Louie, welcome. Louie, how are things in Brooklyn today? Brooklyn has had quite a day.
0: Oh, Lord, yeah. I don't don't know. After 32 years in the police department, I thought I saw everything. I probably did, but this was... um, this was this was a terrible day. I'm following it and just listening and just waiting to see what they what they come up with. And it's in the hands of the best police department in the world, as we know. Um, Mr. Golden, I'm sitting here at Bay 17 on the Rocks. I'm enraged. I have six grandchildren. Three of them lived in Jersey and went to a beautiful, beautiful school, beautiful town. Two years ago, my son-in-law and my daughter saw the writing on the wall. They moved to Tennessee. If any one of these individuals in Murphy's school district ever approached one of my grandkids with this type of curriculum, there'd be trouble in River City.
1: Uh, this is what they're doing. And I think a lot of parents in New Jersey that we've spoken with that have called and were even unaware of, that this law was passed, that this by-law will begin when children go back to school this September. Louis, I totally understand everything you say, and thank you for your service, Louis. We appreciate you, and all shout-out to Brooklyn, Brooklyn, New York. We will hopefully catch this thug, this criminal, this vermin, and get this person off the streets as soon as possible, and thank God once again that despite the nature of this terrorist attack— in my opinion, in my opinion, it caused terror, and I'm not going by what the official definition of terror is. I'm just saying it it this caused terror. I don't think there's other way about it. Uh, you throw a smoke bomb, you shoot 16 people on a subway, that's terror. I hope they catch this vermin criminal quickly and get this person off the street and maybe just maybe this time they'll keep him behind bars instead of letting him out on bail because of the bail reform that the progressives in New York City have put in place to let so many other criminals out and roam the streets and prey on innocent New Yorkers we are New Jersey and we need some help in Jersey we are Pennsylvania, We are Connecticut. We are New York City. We are the greatest city in the world. We have challenges, but we are New York strong. We are Americans. We live in the greatest nation humanity has ever witnessed. May God bless and protect each and every one of you and your families and look down with special favor for those suffering in Ukraine where Putin says he's going to keep fighting until he defeats them. We'll be back tomorrow. Catch a night up next.